0: Welcome to Satellite Sisters. It's Tuesday, July 22nd. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California. My sister Julie Dolan is back in Dallas, Texas after a weekend in New York. But Julie, we all know what July 22nd is, don't we? Yes, we do, <laughs> Leanne. It's now, uh, I mean, my calendar was marked. Um, it's an epic day. It's Prince George's birthday, Leanne. <laughs> Yay! Oh, boy. When I saw those new official pictures with those striped overalls, I mean, my heart went aflutter because that is the only age that should wear overalls. And he looked fantastic. He's he just did. adorable.
1: He is. He is totally living up to his role. Don't you think, Leah? Yes. I yeah. mean, he is, he's cute. He's adorable. He doesn't appear to drool much, which by one, there's a lot of drooling that goes on because they tend to be teething. He's walking a bit, which is good. That's right on schedule. Um, He's certainly photogenic. I mean, he's not, uh, you know, crawling around too much. He's he's very cute, Liam. And uh, I love how they said that they were having just a low-key birthday party for Prince George, you know. (laughs) But here's the problem. Did you see the guest list? First guest on the list. The Queen of England, okay? So anytime you have a birthday party and you invite the Queen of England,
0: it automatically ratches it right up, don't right. you think? The, the stakes are raised. <laughs> you can't serve watermelon on a skewer when the Queen's there. <laughs> I mean, that is, that just, it just takes it to a different level. But um,
1: it sounded like they, you know, he had a very fine day and we wish him well and I much rather look at him than Prince Harry, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you really have like to have more coverage of Prince George, much less coverage
0: of Prince Harry. And the good news is, it's really knocked Camilla out of the royal. Really, I, she's probably not. Well, I'm sure she's invited to the party, but let's hope there are no photos.
1: Yes, I know. There's, she's no. They've really that, that they've moved on from Camilla, so that's good news to all of us, Liam.
0: Well, happy birthday, Prince George. This show is for you. I know you're listening. Uh, We have a lot coming up on the show. People have wanted to know Julie's take on what's happening in the Ukraine. She is back from her baby shower. So we're going to hear, first of all, about the baby shower and secondly, about the Ukraine. Great discussion on our Facebook group page about... The gap year that never ends. Many of you weighed in on what to do with your uh, late teen, early 20 kids who don't seem to have any motivation or know what they want to do. Good advice all around. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, Julie has some restaurant trends that will make you never want to eat out again. And then finally, a mailbag. Uh, lots of good emails and comments and posts this week. So we're going to talk about that. But first, Julie, we did miss you on Sunday. People did want to know your take on what had happened in the Ukraine, but you were hosting the cute as a button baby sho- baby that's, shower, which was much more important, really. Yes,
1: it was. This was a baby shower that I was co-hosting uh, with uh, for my daughter-in-law. Uh, my daughter-in-law and son are expecting their first child at the end of August. And so we gave her um a birthday, uh, we gave her a, a baby shower, and the theme was cute. Things. As a button now we've talked about this on a, a previous podcast about that theme I was put in charge of the invitations but Leon I have to say we totally nailed it okay the cutest <laughs> the button theme we nailed it Leon I so we did it we had it in a, a lovely restaurant in Brooklyn they they live in Brooklyn um, it's called EC is the name of the restaurant country French uh, it's in a brown sto- stone and they have an upstairs room that's very light and airy And this is where we really went to town. We had, you know, uh, beautiful decorations. We had a big banner that said, cute as a button. Um, We had little baby shoes that um, my, uh, the other grandmother had put on a string. And then they were all hung up, all these different little shoes for the baby. And then, Leon, we had candies. We had cookies that were made up as buttons, of course. Okay. The, is the button theme. I had gotten some button garland, so we were using that to drape around the presence table again. The button theme is being reinforced there um, and then my uh, lauren 's mother went to an old-fashioned candy maker somewhere in Ohio, where they're from, and she said, we're having this baby shower, and the theme is cute as a button. Do you have any candies that are in the shape of a button? And the candy maker said no, but he said that's a really good idea for, for a candy, so I will make up – he made a special, like, mold um, for – button mold just for Lauren for this party, okay – and we had little mints in the shape of buttons, Leanne. <laughs> these little creamy, delicious mints that you could eat. So that was pretty good. Then, if that wasn't enough, we gave each of the guests that came. They got a little card. Of course, it had little buttons all over mm-hmm. the cover, and they got some nail polish. Oh, you know, OPI nail polish. Yes. And guess what the uh, guess what the name of the nail polish was? No, it wasn't cute as the button. Oh, okay, had, <laughs> that's what I was yes. going to guess. But this is even cuter, leanne. The name of the pink nail polish that each guest got as a as a little you know hostess gift was "It's a Girl."
0: Oh my gosh, that's really
1: cute! Isn't that really cute? That's what <laughs> yes, I mean, totally nailed this <laughs> up, baby shower. It was adorable, and most important, we had the beautiful pregnant Lauren. <laughs> who was enjoying herself. It was, you know, mainly her friends, and she has a you know, she is she has her own satellite sisters and they all showed up for her and they were all very excited. And you know, a baby shower is a great old fashioned tradition. It you know, isn't is. it, it hasn't really um you know weddings you know we've talked about how weddings now everybody wants to put you know their own mark on it um but baby showers are pretty simple it's usually women gathering and you know this is—it's you know a very joyous and happy time before the birth of your child, and you know it's you. A lot of times it's it's still a girl event. I mean, I think it you know that's kind of sweet that way, and it's it's a really fun thing to do. Multi
0: generational. It usually well, is you know aunts and grandmothers and stuff like that there, so that's nice too.
1: Yes, yes. So that was fun. Now, but you know the big um, the big issue was. My daughter-in-law Lauren is a crafter.
0: Yes. And that she felt <laughs> Which she is didn't... an issue in our family. No, we just I'm can't so glad that we, we can't have... deliver. Yeah, we can't deliver on any front there. Um,
1: so so the big so the big so she wanted to do a crafting project at the shower and she had the idea of have getting onesies all in different sizes and having the guest guests decorate the onesies. Very cute idea. Okay. Yes. Terrifying to us, but it's cute <laughs> to most people. And I've talked about this on the show. And don't you know that um, one of our satellite sister listeners, Karen, Really stepped up, and she saved the day for me, Leanne. She sent me a message. You know this that that she makes heirloom quality baby clothing. She told me that. She told me that, and she said she would like to make a onesie for Lauren. And she came up with the idea because she knows that both Lauren and my son Will are in the art world. That maybe um, Matisse cutouts would be a good thing to put on the
0: onesie. Holy it's cow! Like, Holy
1: cow, Leanne! <laughs> Holy cow! Okay, gets even better karen sends me four different designs to choose from holy cow okay (laughs) now and now she has me and the onesie is on its way right now so so i i told i revealed this to lauren ahead of the shower well i think her jaw just about dropped she just did not think (laughs) that i was gonna be able to go to that that extra step But thanks to Karen, thanks to the Satellite Sisters, I made it happen. But that did not take the pressure off some of the the other family members from our side of the family that came to the shower. This is, you know, these are the next gen. This is Megan. This is Catherine. Uh, Sheila's daughter, Ruthie, was there. Our sister-in-law, Mary, came. As soon as they came in, they started, they said they were worried about (laughs) what they were going to do on the wetsuits. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they were really worried, and I said, "Well, Megan, I thought you were going to go with Liz's idea to do, you know, a Derek Jeter um, you know, a pinstripe onesie." And she's she was like, "Too many lines, I shaking hands, <laughs> too many lines." Okay, and are are you know, Megan? Megan is a is an attorney. She's an uh, attorney. Yes, she's uh, she's competitive. She's uh, so she was so worried about this, Leon. On the way over to the shower, she Googled um, how to draw a sun, uh, so she watched <laughs> a video of how <laughs> to draw a sun because she wanted to incorporate that
0: into her idea. Okay. <laughs> All right, but here the craft- that is so revealing about our level of skills, <laughs> and I, you know, hmm. Maybe the only thing easier than a sun, I think, is like a tulip. So, (laughs) a smiley face. All right. Okay. But she was ready, Leanne. So, that's Mm -hmm. what you got to give her. You got to
1: give her points. She was prepared. But here's the problem. The first couple, it wasn't really a problem, but it's a problem for our people, Leanne. This was (laughs) the problem. The first two guests that came to the party that decided to start on the onesie project. Yeah. One was a, she's a children's book author and illustrator. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the second woman is a graphic designer. Okay, okay. So they went right over to the onesie table, which again was cute as a button. It was all decorated and we had little tiny clothes pins so you could hang up. Oh ones. my gosh. Oh, Lynn, it was cute as a button. Come <laughs> on. Okay, but so the children's book illustrator, she just she just put lay down the gauntletly and she freehanded this tiny little onesie in pink and orange, you know, pens. That's what they were drawing with, these special mm-hmm. fabric pens. We don't know where you get those.
0: Pens, but I believe <laughs> Or they... what they're called or whatever. They look they're like fabric. Hob- they were from Hobby Lobby. That's yeah. uh, so don't, don't email us about where we got the supplies. We don't know. <laughs> So she free handed these
1: teeny tiny pink and orange shrimp on the front and back of this onesie. I mean, you would like a dress in this in this pattern. It was it was all symmetrical. It, I, I mean, it was amazing. And then the other girl, because she know she knows that Lauren likes to make wreaths door wreaths she did a whole wreath on the onesie but it looked like embroidery Leon. oh was- no really oh my gosh you looked at these i mean people went pale they're like oh i don't want to do one i don't want to do one but my p pe- our people Leon, they knew that that was that was the activity for the shower so they just took a big gulp of their lemonade they went over to that onesie table and they all did onesies okay <laughs> so- now uh, in the meantime other people have come in and they are doing these onesies. I mean one woman did all these little bunny rabbits on it and somebody else did a big giraffe. Another woman had like a uh, like a a hippopotamus in a tutu <laughs> dancing. I mean some one woman made like a jeweled neckline, you know, with uh, with it looked like a, a necklace on the onesie. I mean they did it, you know, they had patterns and flowers i mean they were gorgeous but our people you know what they went with Leanne? they went with words that's the way to go good idea just words that's what they did they were i mean megan did put her son on it it was here comes the sun okay oh that was very cute okay very very cute concept i like it well written okay yeah sister-in-law mary she had a concept too she wrote I love my nana. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I love that one. Okay. Okay. Uh, niece uh, Ruthie, she she wrote, hi, I'm a cute Brooklyn baby. So she went with the Brooklyn theme. Okay. You see what I'm talking about? And then Catherine, who was really getting a little, she was getting a little sweaty about it because she was going last, but I saw her. But she control- is
0: from advertising, you know, before yes. she went into nutrition, she has an advertising background. So, yeah.
1: Right. But I saw her conferring with Ruthie on what to do, and she came. She really pulled it out, Leanne. She made a little uh, onesie that said, My dad is Will Smith, <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> which is my, my, my son's name. And then she wrote, yeah, and then she had a little asterisk. Yeah, no, really. So she pulled it out. So there were all the onesies hanging up. Honey <laughs> rabbits, giraffes, shrimps, hippos, and then our people, they came through with some really cute
0: <laughs> words. On onesies. That I'm impressed. Excellent. Oh, that sounds fun. That yeah. sounds fun. It it was it was
1: a great day and and just, I encourage people to do. I mean, go to showers. They're fun. I yeah. mean, that's a nice thing to do. It's nice to it's nice to do for new parents um, because you certainly do need all the equipment and stuff. And there's a lot of new equipment. Lands. I know. We, since when? Since we were mothers. Yes. It's really fun, and and then we just you know sat around and opened the presents, and that and everybody could ooh and ah at things, and that you know it was. It was well done. It was well done, and then they took their little cookie, cookie, um, cookie cookies, and their button <laughs> candies, and their pink nail polish that says "It's a girl," and went home. Julie, and,
0: I am proud. That sounds like a fantastic party. Well, you it, have thrown me nice book parties. You are really uh, excellent at the sort of midday luncheon party. That's yeah. become a specialty of yours now. Well, I, would I, say.
1: I, I give great credit, um, to my co-hosts. Uh, Lauren's mother and sister, because they're the ones that really took the cute-as-a-button theme and brought it up to the next level. I mean, it was just, uh, you know, I had a couple of buttons and a couple of button banners, but they really, they just, they nailed it, Liam. They really nailed it. So. <laughs> okay. Okay
0: excellent well that is exciting and the due date is late august right august late august, okay. late august so we will keep keep you posted
1: on all of that um um but um the, but this baby has plenty of
0: ones <laughs> right check so, does not need any more onesies for so, oh, darn i was gonna get her a onesie for a
1: present do not send this child a onesie okay uh, she's got she's got plenty hey but we do have to just talk a little bit about some of the more serious news that was also going on at the same time which is you know the tragic bombing of the of uh, the malaysian flight over ukraine and you know i've been i've been thinking more about it and you know the thing that i have said for a long time you know i mean i'm not surprised this morning that the headlines are that you know that they believe that the Mal- Malaysian air wreckage has been altered they believe you know believe that maybe somebody may have tampered with the black boxes
0: and and much of the evidence i was, i am not surprised at that. Um, And that was just so, uh, the families are so distraught. And so to see the footage of people pawing through the luggage and to hear the stories about, you know, the remains of people sitting there for three days, Mm -hmm. that was really heartbreaking. I mean, that just really makes you question humanity. I'll tell you that. That was really heartbreaking for me.
1: I I agree, Leanne. And it really exposes the brutality of, you know, of Putin and and really what a bully he is. I mean, he's a bully in the classic sense, Lee, and, you know, he is just, he's taken over Georgia, Crimea, you know, he's bullied Estonia... And now he, you know, wants to take over the Ukraine, you know, and he's just shooting down planes. And what does he do? He goes after non-assertive victims. Isn't that what a classic bully does? You mm-hmm. know, I mean, right. were these not the most innocent people, in the, know. You, know, you know, going on va- family holidays, vacations, just trying to do their business, gotta take care of work? You know, I just it is. But is he is a master at it. And that's that's what he's doing. And then nobody is standing up to him. He's you know, he's demeaning and exploiting people. And and now he's blaming Ukraine. OK. And they've had, you know, a, you know, coverage of sort of the elaborate lengths that he's going to blame it on Ukraine. He had uh, there had a general on Russian TV the other day that was showing this very detailed and technical map with flight paths, you know, all to prove that it was. The Ukraine that shot the plane down, not russia so, right right uh, just uh, it just is really you know it's he is pushing he's pushing you know sort of the free world, Europe, the United States, or anyone you know to the very limits because he you know he's called our bluff, he does not believe that we're going to stand up to it and he's just going to continue this kind of bullying you know and that um That, you know, that so many innocent people
0: should be treated, you know, with such disrespect. Such disrespect. Yeah. Yeah, Such disrespect. And the Dutch were allegedly like kind of their only friends in Europe, right? (laughs) So actually, you know, for Russia, they were not a bad trading partner and sort of stood up for Russia several times. So I I just it was horrible to see the people just wandering over that crash site like it was, you know, a fire sale. Right.
1: I mean, he could have sent in, he could have sent in his own troops to secure the uh, location. He could have done all of those things, but he didn't want to, you know, he, he, he wanted that brutality to play out on, you know, on world media. So this, now people know who, you know, this is who you're dealing with when you deal with the Russians. So I know, I know earlier in the spring, I had made some claim. I said, let's just wait and see, you know, when he rolled into Crimea and and took over Crimea, you know, and I said, well, let's just wait until the end of the summer and see, you know, where Putin is. And now look, you know, look what he has done. And, and again, there is no deterrent to this. No one is
0: stopping him from, you know, I don't know what the answer to that is. Do we? I don't, I don't either. You know, I I mean,
1: that's, that's what he's counting on. He's counting on that because, you know, it would require such excessive for a force. Right. That it, nobody wants to do that. And you know, and the Europeans are afraid that their energy source is going to be cut off. So that's you know, so that's why that's why you're not hearing more about it. So the bully, you know, the bully continues. That's that's the sad part about that. And then strangely, I you know, I know you talked about hot spots in the world, in mm-hmm. this this past Sunday you know, there was just news coming this morning that all the U.S. carriers that fly into Israel have canceled their flights because one of the Hamas rockets landed very close to the major airport in Israel. And, you know, that, you know, now the American carriers are really concerned about another plane being shot out of the air. You know, I mean, it's, you know, you know, flying is is still so treacherous. And now this, this idea that, you know, that missiles would shoot down commercial airlines. I mean, it really is, uh, you know, it's we are moving into a whole new world of, you know, of fear, it seems like.
0: Yeah, it does. I mean, we have been through periods like this before where, you know, planes were hijacked and things like that. But there is something about the just shooting a plane out of the sky that seems like particularly heinous and terrifying. And why would you take that risk? Right. So... Well, Julie, I know people were interested to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, You know, people wanted to know right away what you thought. So I know that you'll be monitoring this for us. It's just I I am glad that those uh, the families of the victims are going to get some closure when they get their their loved ones remains back. But still, Mm -hmm. it's a terrible situation. (laughs) Terrible. All right, that was a little deep for a Tuesday show, but uh, people wanted to hear from you, Joel. So we wanted to talk about that. We're moving on to something uh, on the website that on our Facebook group page. Uh, feel free to join us over at Facebook. We had a couple people join this week, saying, "All right, I'm finally giving in." <laughs>
1: so, uh, Come on and post- just wade on into
0: the satellite sister group it's not it's a nice group of people Layden, right. and it's just, like it's it's an open it's an open group yeah. yeah it's an open group so you could really sort of post anything you want there and people usually do so with uh you know i think good manners and uh the spirit of sisterhood so we've never had too many issues over there and maggie posted something this week um that I can certainly relate to. And it was, uh, it was this, okay. So what do you do when the gap year becomes a gap forever? How do you let go of the dream of your child going to college and be okay with it as uh, being okay with it as they are just wondering. So Maggie's got a, I believe it's a son who graduated from high school last year, same year as my son. And, uh, now, doesn't really have any plans for the future. In fact, Maggie said he seems further away from what he wants to do than he was a year ago. She adds, she's just praying and asking mm. God to give mm. me patience and understanding, which I totally understand. And uh, and she just is wondering. I, um, I can relate to. Yeah. She's just wondering when she's going to decide how and when to put her foot down. And, um, so she wanted to know that. And there were some great responses on the Facebook page and Julie, I'll read some of those, but I know when I initially, uh, read this, I can so relate. Obviously my son, um, took graduated from high school last year, took a gap year he had deferred at a school, and I thought he was all set to go there and Then he decided in April that no he didn't want to go to a traditional four year college, um, which had been his option to play soccer. He instead wanted to try his hand at an art school, which meant <laughs> Which meant like a whole nother round of applications and essays and sending in SATs and gathering a portfolio, which was a long and complicated process. So part, you've
1: been applying for, uh, for college with him for like how many years? It's like two
0: and a half years because <laughs> honestly, I mean, I, you know, and he keeps getting in places. That's not the problem. Uh, it's just nailing down like the future, but really because he was a c- recruited athlete, this started his junior year in high school. In fact, we've been applying so long and I say we, cause it's we, I, I would like to <laughs> yeah, pretend it's a, it's a joint effort. No. Like, the, the, if it
1: is in most households. Okay. I mean, yeah. the days of a, of a 17- or 18-year-old completely independently applying to um, to college and university. I think those days are over. They're yep. over.
0: And uh, so he has been applying for so long. Like, Julie, we were actually to send his scores to uh, the school that he would like to attend in the fall. It, we actually had to pay an extra fee for the SATs because the scores were, like, older than 18 months old or something. <laughs> like, we had run out of cheap ones. And now they had to go into their quote archives. I was like, okay, this is the last time I am sending SAT scores anywhere. Um, but you know, Maggie, I feel for you because again, I would say my son has a vision of what he wants to do, but the execution that's not necessarily there. I'm nagging him every day, like to get the portfolio in. Did you do this? Did you go up to the admissions? Every day. And I don't get it, but I don't know if it's that The age. I don't know if it's just he's not sure. He seems convinced, but he doesn't actually want to do the work to get there. It's making me crazy. So, Maggie, I can totally, totally understand. Like, and I had to put down this big deadline. This week, he's he's supposed to, I said, you're going somewhere in the fall or else you're out on your own. Like we, you're, we're cutting you off financially if you don't either enroll at the community college or get your act together to get into this art school. And so then I had to say, he was, you know, hemming and hawing about getting the application in. And then I had to say, okay, that's it. If it's not in by the day you're supposed to register for community college, you're going to community college, which I'm fine with. But I was like, we can't let this go on and on. I'm not paying another registration fee at another college that you're not going to attend, <laughs> as we've already done that. But it's making me crazy, Jewel. Yeah, and now did
1: uh, several people on the Facebook group had comments and um and uh, you know and advice sort of advice, right?
0: Yeah, well, this was Terry had one. Consider your dream. Consider your dream was not your child's dream. All right. And that is hard. A child who is not interested in attending college won't be successful at college. You may need to redefine your idea of what success is. Have patience, lots of nub, and here's the hard one, no express judgment. Keep your fears to yourself. Your child may eventually see things your way, but it's more likely to happen if they don't feel like an in- I told you so is waiting on the horizon. So, Terry, that is good. Yvonne seconded that saying letting go of our dreams for our children is so hard, which is true. True. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I have to say it breaks my heart to know that he won't be playing soccer in college. I get, got very emotional yesterday when I saw his club team practicing, you know, the team he used to play for. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he's not going to do that. I know this is what he thinks he wants to do, but I, I hope he doesn't regret that choice uh, down the line, that he didn't at least give that a go. But Cindy gave us this, uh, which made me feel good because it's not just boys. She said her daughter fiddled around through three years of college, changing schools three or four times losing credits and not really trying this despite many conversations about how choices now will affect life later. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's later, Cindy says, and she feels really stuck in a dead end job. And, and Cindy agreed. I just have to remind myself that her choices are not my responsibility. We all make our own path.
1: Right. I, I, th- they are going to do that. That's, that's a hundred percent right. I think now also you have the added layer that, all these colleges and universities cost so much that, you know, that these are really costly um, changes of plans. And, and you know, I, I, don't, I don't want to use the word mistakes, but when you change, if you decide to change majors or change schools or you're not or you don't want to go to school, you know, you, the financial burden is still there. Um, uh, you know, so that that is that's hard both on the on the on the person, not the child, but the person and on the parent, I think. so. Well, uh,
0: at least Maggie, you know, that's what you have going for you is that you haven't spent all that money or gone into debt to have him go to college and not succeed. Like that's like the one silver lining. I mean, there are many silver linings. Uh, I I feel like my son did an okay thing, but I keep saying it didn't cost us a dime. You know, he made his own money and he's made his own choices uh, because he lived at home and and stuff like that, you know, that at least we didn't he doesn't have extra debt that he has to pay for a school he didn't complete down the line and we don't have that kind of resentment like but but at the same time i think there does need to be a cutoff time and that's what uh karen was saying it reminds her of the movie failure to launch with sarah jessica parker yeah uh she said she had some dear friends uh who had to sell their house and move because it was the only way to get their 29 year old adult (laughs) son to leave they told him there was no space in the new place. And then she said other friends have stopped making homes so comfy, stopped doing the laundry, buying favorite groceries, toiletries. And they told their daughter, here are the choices if you live here. Enroll in school full time, go to school part time and work, work full time. Uh, and they went had to go to counseling to figure out what to do with it. So
1: I, I can see that. I think, you know, the gap year started in Europe. And so it's more of a prescribed thing that you do this for nine months, but then you go on to university. Right. But I think here it's still, you know, this is, this is a new, you know, new idea. And, um, and that the time limit, you know, isn't,
0: isn't quite as prescribed on the other side that, you know, you. You could do two years
1: of gap right you right know, you could
0: you know, yeah, you could do ten, I mean, I was right. just walking with a friend of mine yesterday whose son also took a gap year, and he she said he's two months in counting September one we cut him off, and that 's yeah. what we told him. restaurants uh and uh this is what we can expect to see um in restaurants uh, It's probably happening
1: now in in your neighborhood, the neighborhood of urban sweat lodges you're probably <laughs> doing this already. But here are some of the big trends, and I wanted to get your reaction to it because uh, I don't know, Leanne. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know. Number one, one of the big trends you're going to see on menus is more duck. Have you seen this? Uh, Uh, No, I have not seen more duck. Okay, more duck. And when I mean more duck, I'm not just talking about, like, a duck dish. I mean... The whole duck. You know how there has been the in trendy food places, they they do the whole, like, pig or the whole, you know, cow, and you're eating different parts of the pig and the cow that you would never have eaten, like pork cheeks and, you know, you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah, the, well, yeah. Well, that's, they want to take that whole philosophy of, like, eating the whole thing and apply it to a duck, so you're not going to just get duck breast. You're going to have like duck beak, duck legs, uh, duck wings, duck—just a lot
0: of duck. Legs. Okay.
1: Okay. Ooh, duck so,
0: beak—that sounds awful. Yes. Yeah, that,
1: that sounds bad. <laughs> that sounds really bad. Okay, so that so I uh, I'm out with that. I don't even like. I don't. I don't really like duck. Okay. I just I know it's <laughs> it's popular. I don't like it. Okay. It's
0: ducky. It's very ducky.
1: Yeah, that's. I, I just don't. Okay. I like a
0: chicken. Now here's the next thing.
1: Okay, this is a bad idea. I just I'm just telling you. I've never had it, but I know I don't like it. And that is dust. Okay, have you had any food dust yet, Leon? No. This is when you go to you know uh, you know some place and they put on your plate uh, dust that's made out of um, ingredients like rosemary dust or oh. maybe olive dust or bacon and corn dust. You know, there was that, there was a period where they started, um, some rest fancy places would put foam, foam, foam right. I've had. Yeah. Yeah. Foam. I, I, if I see that on the menu, I want to just get up and walk out. <laughs> foam is not food. Okay. It's foam. Okay. That is not a meal. Huh? You should not have to pay for foam. Huh? I feel the same way about
0: dust. Okay. It should not be on my plate. Okay. <laughs> You know, maybe I have had dust on things, but I can no longer read the menus in most restaurants. So I just don't know. <laughs> I I I see one. Ba- oh, swordfish! I'll take it. Like I don't know what it's being served with, but okay, I'll take it.
1: And that's because you you think you need some reading glasses? Have you? Yes, reached them I could. Yes.
0: Right. Oh yeah, I need them. Mm-hmm. You need them, but you're but you're avoiding them,
1: right? You're I, that's
0: eating. a longer story. It has to. My eyes are in a weird space. <laughs> okay just trust okay me. we'll save
1: that we'll just yeah. say i do trust you and we'll save that now here's something that i i'd like to see more of lazy susans that you, you see these in in asian restaurants right. all the time but now that uh, a number of places you know this farm to table family style so they're putting in lazy susans so you can spin them around but well, how do you feel about that land
0: you know uh it would have to be uh a price appropriate restaurant i don't really want to I, you know, having grown up in a big family, I don't really romanticize um, <laughs> eating with 10 other people the way other people do. I actually just like my own food in my own space. not really.
1: In your own little corner?
0: Yep. Of from... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When I go out to dinner, I don't want to share. <laughs> okay. You did too much sharing as a child. Yep. Deep, deep, deep yeah. deep. Okay. Here's a flavor
1: trend. Uh, Are you pro or con licorice? Because you're going to be seeing more licorice, not only like in your coffees in your beverages, but also on the plate that they're using it as a
0: for sweet and savory dishes. Okay, no, I just (laughs) I I have just made up my mind, and that mind says no. Okay. Okay, okay,
1: so that's right, so i'm'm no. I'm not if I see licorice on on the menu i'm I am again gonna get up and walk out i just I like you know maybe once every twenty five years a piece of red licorice <laughs> or so but i I, don't, I just don't need to have it and here's in, another thing it's sort of in the same category with foam and dust. a big trend in desserts lean that you should look to be seeing is uh fruit leathers. Now you, you might know them as fruit roll-ups. roll-ups. Yeah. I, that okay. is you're going there is going to be some waiter in your future, very near future, who is going to spend, you know, like 5 minutes of your time giving you this very elaborate description about how the um the pastry chef it made this, you know, homemade fruit leather and that it's stretched and cooked and picked and it's, you know, all for your you know, total enjoyment. But it's a fruit roll up. <laughs> they are slapping fruit roll ups on a plate and they're gonna
0: charge fifteen dollars for it. Which them. I like, don't even I never even liked fruit roll ups. They're too did? sweet. I don't like all that sweet. I don't like dried fruit is a uh, little goes a long way for me.
1: Okay, okay. Well so that's it. And here's a here's another trend. Okay, I don't know when this, this was I got this out of a food and wine uh magazine. So obviously, um the recent uh, recent events have not cut, um, caught up with you know. This article was published before some of the news more recent news has come out because they said one of the other big trends that a lot of restaurants are getting on the bandwagon with is Slavic food. That would be like Russian, Russian <laughs> Ukrainian food. Yeah, I I just don't think it's going to sell. Lynn. I just there's you know, even though cabbage can be delicious. I think if you have a Slavic restaurant, you're in big trouble right now. That's what they think. I
0: think (laughs) cabbage can be delicious. (laughs) Well, Julie, I did see one thing uh, last week an article about restaurants, and this made me laugh that New York restaurants are complaining now that they can't stick to their reservation times because people are spending so much time photographing their food before eating it, that dinners are taking longer and longer because everyone needs to photograph their food and Instagram it. (laughs) And then look at your Facebook feed. Go ahead, look, because yes, half the things will be like, here's my lunch, here's this, here's that, and that is mucking up the restaurant reservation system all over, in cities all over the world.
1: I know, <laughs> so- really, you have to take your time with your fruit leather picture. You just, you want to do that just right, okay?
0: All right. Uh, well, we did try a new restaurant this weekend, and... uh Again, here's the problem, you know, when you can't see anything, I just, the menu was so expansive, but then it was like restaurant week in LA, um, you know, where they put together a three course menu for a special price, which I love those deals. I do too. So that was, I just picked one of those because I simply couldn't read the other menu. Like, and
1: you so, you are entering a whole new chapter in your life later.
0: This is, you're going to just, the
1: things you are going to do to avoid wearing reading glasses. I don't even care about be... the,
0: it's not even that simple. I wish I could. My eyes are in a weird, like I try to get contact lenses to bridge that gap because mainly for work. I don't, I wear glasses a lot. I don't have a vanity issue. Uh, but the contact lenses that are supposed to bridge the gap and make me re- see closer, but not far away, don't do that. So it's, <laughs> No, it you're is,
1: you're looking you're looking at bifocals, Liam. I know. It's the whole Liam, thing has been a, a disaster. You're
0: going to springboard ahead of me. I okay, just as the oldest sister. Yeah. No, it, I have I have like bad her. eyes. I have bad eyes and they've but it's like they're almost not bad enough. Like that's don't ask. Anyway, okay. I'm going back. I bought a whole new set of glasses last year I have yet to wear cuz they're too strong. So I don't don't ask. Okay. Never mind. Uh, all right. We want to wrap up here by doing a little bit of mailbag. Um, for We covered Mia. Thank you for all the nice responses. She is a beautiful dog. Mm-hmm. And uh, she does bark her head off. But um, I love her. Gave her a nice bath this week. Okay. Uh, we, we have a couple of fashion debates continuing on the Facebook page. Capris and clogs. Yeah. Julie, uh, Sheila did a story this weekend on the show about 11 fashion trends that made you look older. Like. Yeah dress, what, you know, things that sort of screamed you're old. And one was Capri's. And, uh, you know, those pants that wide leg capris were the ones they were specific about those pants that kind of hit middle of the calf,
1: which and are I, awfully comfortable. They're super nice to wear in the summertime. Yeah.
0: yeah. I took a strong stance against them, Julie. I just, I feel like people should have full leg pants on. And, uh, of course, well, maybe, men, yeah, but people took you down for that. Right. Lynn, I and I'm fine. I'm fine with that. It's just, you know, because that's just something I believe. It's also something that Tim Gunn believes and Adam Glassman from O Magazine. <laughs> But okay, but I just feel like that's not a flattering look. But on, but I don't judge. If you want to wear it, wear it. If it's comfortable and cool to you and you love it, wear it. Just the way I enjoy floppy hats. Not everybody enjoys my bucket hats or my floppy hats. I don't care or clogs. Julie, we've had a long discussion. You're anti clog. I'm very pro clog. So that wear the capris. People wear them. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> and then uh poor Alan Middleton, you know, Professor Allen listens yep. to the show. He's also a comic book geek and does a um he actually does a podcast on his own about his um his comic book um uh enthusiasm. I think it's mm-hmm. called The Quarter Bin podcast. Professor Allen Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure he will. So I mentioned that I was going to Comic-Con, Jewel, and I was concerned because so many of the tips and strategy sites that are written by comic book geeks mention how much Comic-Con smells. And, um, uh, <laughs> that, you know, getting 15,000 yeah. comic book geeks in a room together for four days becomes of the, the land of the great unwashed. And yeah. Professor Allen just wanted us to know that he showers. So, oh, uh, thank you, Professor important. Allen. I, I'm sure you do. I just meant your fellow, your fellow comic book geeks seem to actually revel in the no showering on their websites. And then finally last weekend show, um, I when I post the show we go through a distributor called Libsyn and I have to do all this back end stuff besides the editing I have to do the descriptions and one of the buttons is like uh, for clean or explicit or you can do uh TV rating uh like T like you know PG13 you know an R17 so I mistakenly hit um explicit on last week's podcast as opposed Woo-hoo! to clean Uh people were really looking forward to an explicit podcast. I mean, right away, I got questions about like, what's in this that's so explicit? And then others, when I clarified, like... Oh, sorry! I just hit the wrong button, and iTunes registered that. Um, other people were disappointed that they—they they said they had listened through and were hoping for some explicit uh, material. Shades of gray. Yes. We we're gonna, yeah. So it's just something to keep in mind creatively as we move forward, Julie. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you've gone a, a bridge to you, not a bridge too far. A bridge far. too you've...
1: far, you think? Well, I, I you, some of my word choices. Yeah, some I of my mean, subject choices. I, yes. I
0: think because it's coming out of your mouth, it seems less explicit. So. So I'm just saying we may want to consider that there seemed to be um, you know some interest in us delivering up some explicit material.
1: Yeah. Well, of course, we're not serious.
0: No, we're not serious at all. That's uh, we we would not do that. We know uh, we know that we have all age groups that listen to the show and all taste levels. And, I, I also
1: uh, don't think we're qualified to really no. <laughs> uh, in any way. Uh, to uh to create an explicit show. Oh, yeah. I think You're right. Right? You're right? Am I right about
0: that? Let's face it. Yeah. Yeah. Our okay. show if there was a rating for cute as a button. That would be our
1: Right. Cute as You've a button. You've got clogs mm-hmm. on and I'm wearing Caprice. So uh there you have it. Ah <gasps>
0: <laughs> all right. What are you doing this week, Jill? Anything? You must be, uh, you know, resting up. <laughs> I, I'm putting away all my buttons. That's uh, <laughs> that's the
1: first thing I'm doing, Leanne. Um, uh, yeah, I've got some projects, some um, about home, home projects here, but no, no big public speaking events. I want to <laughs> go see that movie about a uh, boyhood that's oh that's that is on, getting great reviews that is on my list so i that i am um i'm working on organizing a date night with uh with my husband and we're gonna we're gonna go see that movie
0: yeah okay i mentioned monica and i both saw begin again this weekend too that's a good date movie that's okay. the singing movie with keira knightley you mm-hmm. know by the director of once also excellent you'll enjoy that okay. um well, we have uh, – I'm going to Comic-Con, taking Colin on Friday, 36 hours in San Diego. But then tomorrow night um, at, at the Rose Bowl, which is right next to us, Manchester United is playing. Oh. <laughs> yeah so uh, so when you first said the rose bowl i was like Leon, you're performing at the rose no, Bowl. no no i'm <laughs> done performing anywhere uh till october i don't have anything till october but um no man you is there playing uh the la galaxy so um so and then tonight they have an open practice that anyone can go to for twenty dollars it's a fundraiser so i'm actually going to the open practice tonight and then uh barrick and brooks are actually going to the game tomorrow so because tickets were kind of expensive so i'm happy just to see them run around on the field that's good enough for me being an arsenal fan uh but you know when man U is in the neighborhood you just you got to show up so hey that's it but they're right. expecting a yeah, hundred thousand people i mean they've essentially like shut down the whole area they're expecting it to be completely packed and full uh like aren't it was they, when aren't
1: they the number one sports franchise in the world manchester
0: united aren't it's they the very biggest? close between man U and barcelona Okay. But, but yes, they are like, they're cool. in the top three with the Yankees, uh, the, you know, uh, Man U and Barcelona. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I just saw that they were valued at still less than what that idiot's going to pay for the Clippers. So, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> if me well, you... know there today, we'll oh, yeah. just get you upset we'll steam, up, steam up your glasses and you won't be able to see anything I know, It's believe me I am in a bad space <laughs> with my eyes <laughs> alright, well have a fantastic week so, um, yeah, I think we'll be doing a show this weekend I, I can't guarantee yes, indeed. Okay. Yes, indeed. We're, <laughs> we're on, we are on for this weekend alright, well have a great day Jewel and don't you forget, too. call your satellite sister